the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Fernelli. I'm Chip Patterson coming to you live at youtube.com slash cover three and everywhere you get your podcasts on demand. Thanks for hanging out. Smash that subscribe. Smash that like. Come and join us in the chat, a.k.a. the Cover 3 tailgate. Danny Cannell scheduled to join us in just a little bit, but you're here because we're here on Halloween First set of college football playoff rankings from the selection committee for the 2023 season. Ohio State, number one. Georgia, number two. Michigan, three. Florida State, four. Just on the outside looking in, Washington. I I thought you had a better win. You know, anyway, we'll get to that in a little bit. Oregon coming in at number six. What? Well, if you beat the number six team, that's better than any other. Oh, we'll get get to that in a little bit. But, Tom. Uh, I've got a couple of sort of key questions, like every five or six spots or so. You know, I tried to go in this, try to assemble what my thoughts are going to be based on the cri- the committee's own criteria. Um, do you want to start at the top, or is there something else that stands out to you about the first set of committee rankings? There's nothing that stands out to me in all reality. <laughs> like it's, it's like, yeah, no, I mm, start wherever you want. Fair. Okay. So, you know, the, the, the Mississippi state number one in the very first committee rankings of the 2014 season. A long time ago. Yeah. 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 Mississippi state one, Ole Miss two, mm-hmm. the very first time that this committee came out with rankings. I will say just at the very top. And, and we mentioned it a little bit during Monday's show, Ohio state at one, no arguments here. Um, I think they check, uh, resume boxes in ways that a lot of other, uh, all the other undefeated teams at the top, those five teams right there, Ohio state, Georgia, Michigan, Florida state, and Washington. Um, They also have a defensive excellence, right? Like I always try to tell people that the committee members, they get these team sheets and it's just flooded with information and it's yards per play, yards per play allowed relative yards per play based on the rest of the schedule. And it, And really what you want to look for is any outliers. You want to look for anything that is excellent and then anything that stands out just a little bit. 
And while Ohio State's offense, to our eyes, is not anywhere close to what we are used to with C.J. Stroud or previous iterations, Justin Fields, of the Ohio State offense, especially under Ryan Day, efficiency numbers overall on the season are not bad. Mm -hmm. Its defense is excellent. So whether it's the metrics for your performance, whether it's the metrics for your schedule, or simply the quality wins of Penn State and Notre Dame, plus throw in that at Wisconsin, which is pretty good. No arguments from me based on the committee's own criteria. Yeah, I this this is the same top four I put in the Monday after in my projection for the week. So this is what I thought was coming. And I think that what, what I look for in the early rankings is, you know, because like the committee is rotating. It's different people. It's never mm-hmm. really the same groups. You While they typically get force-fed the same metrics and stats every year, you never really know how the committee's going to vote or what they're looking for because people are different and their opinions of what bad are different. But I think what happened here and why I thought Ohio State would be number one is because at this point of the year, when you've got five undefeated 8-0 and Power 5 teams, the only thing that can you can really use to separate them, like you have game control, you have efficiency, you have all this stuff, but is resume. And it's an easy cop-out. So that way, when everybody's like, why is Ohio State number one? You can just say, well, they have wins over Notre Dame and Penn State, who are two top, you know what, Notre Dame's at 15, Penn State's at 11. These are two top 15 wins. Neither Georgia, Michigan, or Florida State or Washington have two top 15 wins. Ohio State does. So we've put them at number one. And everybody's just like, oh, okay, fine. That's cool. That works. But it's, yeah, I, I don't think Ohio State's the best team in the country. I don't think Ohio State's the best team in the Big Ten. But I do think that from that standpoint, it makes perfect sense. Now you look at Georgia, and you could say they don't have any of those major wins, but they are also the two-time defending champion. They have been dominating teams. Michigan, I posted the stat today on Twitter, the game control stat. How many snaps have you played, or what percentage of your snaps are you playing with at least a 14-point lead? Michigan has been ahead by 14 points on 61% of their snaps this year. Nobody else in the country is higher than 51%. So, like, they've been dominant. And then Florida State obviously has the big win over LSU. They have been dominant since the second half against Clemson, although the schedule hasn't been nearly as hard since then. And Clemson, really, we're finding out, isn't that good. And then Washington is just, they've been fooling around too much. Like, they have the big win over Oregon. You could argue that of those top five teams, they have the best win of all of them. They do. By the committee's own declaration of where Oregon sits in these rankings, but this is where I, I clearly – Danny Cannell joining the conversation as well. Tom just mentioned the committee is different year to year. So it is interesting to at least try to see you know what they're latching on to. When you have Georgia and Michigan sitting at number two and number three, Georgia's best wins being Florida and Kentucky, a pair of five and three teams. Michigan's best win being Rutgers. Second best win being – Thank God Matt rules on a three-game winning streak to give Nebraska a record above 500. Those strength of schedules are not going to come out great, but the eye test for both those teams, especially for the Bulldogs this past weekend, are going to be better than the recent memory because outside of the Oregon win, everything since that for the Huskies has not met the eye test of a top-five team. This looks to me, if we were to overreact to this first set of rankings based on the top-five teams, all those undefeateds, that they are very much looking at uh, less on resume and more at what you look like on the field. Then why is Ohio State one? Ooh, you know, like they I mean, have I, the two wins, 
Right, so all. then, but that goes, but that goes back to the resume thing. Like that goes back to the resume. Then that would fall back on them because I think it is interesting. Uh, by the way, with a lousy internet, it's always good because I got bumped off HQ. They were like, "Your Skype froze." I was like, "Sorry, I got to go." So there, there are advantages <laughs> to having crappy Skype and crappy internet. I don't know what's happening. So hopefully, I stay on here. I need a drink. Um, <laughs> so I, so like I, I think if you pulled. A hundred analysts, guys like us, pod like college football junkies, and said, "Who do you think is the best team in the country?" I don't know how many people would say Ohio State, you know. And yet they're number one, which kind of like just makes me laugh out loud because that's the system we're in. And like I get it. I think we all said we wouldn't be surprised if Ohio State was number one, but and because the win against Notre Dame is good, I wonder how like much like Florida State's win over Clemson. I wonder. The Penn State win, it's going to rain because there's such a big drop-off in the Big Ten. It's probably still going to hold weight. But I'll be very curious to see what Michigan does with Penn State. You I know? can name if, at least three people who would have Ohio State at number one, by the way. The one, the AP <laughs> voters? Yeah, Brett McMurphy, David yeah. Jablonski, and Matt Baker would all have Ohio State as the best team in the country if you ask them. There you go. So and, well, look, and I, I think that you know, we're, we're going to keep doing this. The field's going to expand. It's why I have brought an NCAA tournament mindset to it. And in the NCAA tournament, there are one seeds that you don't believe are the best team that mm-hmm. Vegas doesn't even make as one of the four top teams to win the national title. But because they are applying that, you know, methodical process of how they stack these teams up against each other, they're going to go and get a one seed. And there might be a two seed or a three seed that you would think is better, that Vegas says is better based on power ratings or better chances to win the tournament. And so, yeah, Ohio State, Flawed offensively, for sure, but still elite defensively, and they've just got that extra win, right? Like Florida State is being killed right now, not by their own fault, but because Duke is falling apart with health and Clemson can't figure things out. If Duke and Clemson are in the top 25, Florida State's got a way, way, way better argument for number one, and I definitely think they're not sitting down there at number four. You know, If Florida uh, doesn't get crushed by Kentucky, and is a six and two team coming off the cocktail party, then you know, maybe Georgia has a better argument. I I, I think that right now San Ohio State is number one checks out based on their process, if that makes sense. Did you guys think it was interesting? I, when I pulled up the email from the selection committee, I thought this was interesting. That they basically with the power five level, they don't they have all the undefeateds, all the one loss. All the two loss. And that was interesting because the AP and my poll, like when I look at teams, we're at the point now where I don't think you have to hold the losses and, you know, in such high regard, like, and you have to stack them up the way the committee did. I just thought it was very interesting because, you know, that's, that's a rough go for the two loss teams like LSU and Notre Dame, both being significantly lower with Louisville, you know, those, the, the one loss teams in the back end to me are the big winners. I would say, so it's interesting you mentioned Louisville because I was breaking this down this afternoon heading into the evening and I was stacking Louisville against Notre Dame. Obviously Louisville beat Notre Dame, but even their common opponents, which is something that they look at, Louisville's best wins, Notre Dame, Duke, NC State, Notre Dame's best wins, USC, Duke, NC State. They've got the same best wins and also Louisville beat Notre Dame. I mean, that's not it in the AP poll, right? Isn't Notre Dame ahead of Louisville? Right now, Louisville's sitting there behind yeah. uh, LSU and Missouri in the AP yep. poll. And mm-hmm. so I was like, 
I don't know. If if the committee's going to use that common opponents thread that they say they use, even though Notre Dame's strength of schedule is better, even though Notre Dame's you know consistency of efficiency is better than Louisville, Louisville's resume checks out better. They've just got that awful loss against Pitt. Danny, I also noticed that, and I wondered why are they throwing out head-to-head when Missouri's got a loss to LSU at home? That's right. another one that's interesting to be able to see where they just line up the one losses – because look, LSU's losses are to Florida State and at Ole Miss. They won at Missouri, a team that the committee itself says is the 12th best team in the country. Strength of schedule, top five in the country. I look, I admit, second best win for the Tigers, four and four Auburn. Third best win for the Tigers, four and four Mississippi State. It ain't great for LSU beyond that, but I, I it was interesting how we're definitely, I knew, I thought we'd throw what, head-to-head out the window for Texas and Oklahoma, which we did, Oklahoma at nine, Texas checking in at seven, but it looks like we're doing it for LSU, Missouri too. That was a little bit of a surprise. I also think like in that same spot, if we're doing it based on resume, why is Missouri ranked ahead of Louisville? Because Louisville's got a better win than Missouri has. Is it just the fact that Louisville lost to Pitt? Because if it's that big of a deal, then you should probably have Louisville behind LSU too. Mm, That one, hey, look, and to be fair, that one was like the tangle zone. Basically, everything after Pitt, Louisville, Notre Dame, LSU, Missouri, Oregon State, Utah. I did not mention those teams in the order that they are in the rankings. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know how they were going to stack up. I figured there was going to be a line there. And you know who I did mention? Tennessee, who finished higher than I thought, checking in ahead of the Utah Utes. Uh, the Vols, 6-2. and two. They check in at number 17, just behind Oregon State, just ahead of Utah, Best wins, Texas A&M at Kentucky, UTSA. Only losses at Alabama, at Florida. Good defense. Eh, okay offense compared to the rest of the contenders. Strength of schedule, top 30. Um, you know, it's a, it's, it's a Vols team that, without a doubt, leads the pack at the back end of those rankings. But, um, yeah, com- committee likes that team a little bit more than I thought, for sure. What, what separates them from those other conferences that are ranked behind them with two losses? Oh, you're just saying that it's... Well, oh, no, that's right. Tennessee's in the SEC, whereas they've yes. got one, two, three, Pac-12, and three Big 12 teams right behind them. Listen, those are quality losses, right? They are. I'm not saying they're not. <laughs> Alabama's a quality loss. Danny, Utah's what... has got a quality loss, too, though, Chip. They've also got a pretty big couple wins there. Utah... All right, so let's see. Utah has the... What's the best thing? They've got a UCLA win. USC, UCLA, Florida is a really good trio of wins. That's what I'm saying. They've got, they beat the same Florida team Tennessee beat. So that kind of wipes that out. And they've got other better wins than what Tennessee has. So why is Utah ranked behind Tennessee? We know why, but I'm just asking the question. No, I agree with that. I would, I would say that you, you can't eye test your way in, into that one. Not with Tennessee. Not, they don't dominate. Um, they don't dominate that way. So I, that's that's definitely a fair one. Danny, are there any other ones that stand out to you? Where, where in the uh, rankings? I thought Oklahoma State coming in the top 25 as high as they were. I like it. I like the fact that they weren't ranked in the AP top 25 and they're giving them credit. Uh, kind of where are you now? Because their two losses are pretty rough. But if you watch them play, they got, you know, they got Bedlam this weekend. They could really shake things up if they beat Oklahoma. But I think they're playing as good as anybody. Uh, is James Madison not eligible for this because of the bowl eligibility? Is that why they're not? Or is that just a, we're not paying I, attention? I don't know if they're, 
I don't know if that's why they're not ranked, but I'm sure it's like, I don't know if that's actually like they're not ineligible to be ranked, but I think that's a very convenient excuse not to rank them. You say, well, they can't play in a bowl game anyway, so we're just not going to rank them. At the risk, as we are sitting here in a week when Air Force has a chance to lock up the Commander in Chief's trophy, and we have an opportunity to cash in on our American duty with the Service Academy under. 35 I'm and worried, half, I already got I'm it. worried about the treasonous things that are about to come out of my mouth, gentlemen. <laughs> Air Force has one win with a team with an above 500 record. They are 8-0, and they have been bum slayers. <laughs> like, I think that they're awesome, and they've been so covered. They're Michigan? So they're <laughs> Michigan? I mean, seriously, what's the difference? Michigan's played a much more difficult schedule than Air Force has. Like, it, I just... Relatively I, speaking. <laughs> I, I, think, I think Air Force is awesome. I have loved the wagon with wings. But I was looking at that today, and I said, ah. So them checking in at 25 checks out. And I would yeah. say the same thing. Look, I'm, the slander is going to continue here because I was doing that second look at Tulane, and I was like, oh, your best win is at Memphis. Your second best win is at Rice? And that's it? Mm-hmm. That's, that's all we got for 500 teams or better? Old quality loss green wave out here with a we played Ole Miss tough. With the backup. Hmm. Yeah, I was, I was happy to see Oklahoma State get in there. And of course, if you have if you are Oklahoma State and you have wins over Kansas State and Kansas, like that, if you're gonna say Kansas State and Kansas are in the top 25, you kind of have to include Oklahoma State as well. But uh you want to hit a break, then we'll come back and uh keep keep they diving are, in on with this. the Air Force Tulane, they're making sure the last year of the 14 playoff. There ain't another Cincinnati crashing this party. They're not risking it. I mean, you got to get all the way. I was all right. So JMU, I just had to try it out like at Troy, Georgia Southern, at Marshall, ODU. That's what you got. This is the best win. There is there is a huge divide between the Power Five and Group of Five these days. There is. It only gets wider. Yeah, agreed. Coming up on the other side, more thoughts from throughout the new college football playoff rankings, including. Some of the biggest stakes for the weekend ahead in week 10 and more next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Back here on the Cover 3 podcast, reacting to the new college football playoff rankings, as we will do after each rankings release. And, uh, and, and hey, look, all of y'all are joining us. We really appreciate you doing that. So let's start to take uh, a question here, too. Was USC too high? Cover 3 tailgate weighing in with a question. 
Uh, what do y'all think? No. Why? Because we judge USC based on our preseason expectations. It's seven and two. It does not have great wins, and it got crushed by Notre Dame. It, it, who was the other loss to? I can't remember right now. Utah. Uh, it Utah. lost to Utah. So it's got two good losses. Look at the teams it's around. They're all the same story. We just didn't have as high of expectations for them. So that's why people think USC is too high. They're right where they should be ranked. I think the whole, I did this in the uh, pod yesterday. I think the Pac-12 is a little overrated. You know, like in the fact, like because it, it was the scheduling worked out perfect. They had all these undefeateds. The lasted the longest. There's going to be some carnage. I mean, I went over some of the losses last week. I mean, like, I don't know. I just think they're a little bit overrated. So I would put USC in that category as well. Yeah, but like if you compare them, like Kansas has the win over Oklahoma. They're ahead of Kansas. Okay, cool. But Oklahoma State's got a loss to, what, South Alabama? So you're going to rank yeah. them ahead of USC just because they've played well lately? It's like, no. UCLA's got some bad losses and not great wins. Utah, it's just, they're all pretty much the same at that point. I mentioned that that team sheet, they flood you with statistics. And if you have anything that's an outlier compared to your you know, company in the neighborhood, rankings-wise, it's going to be a good tiebreaker. USC's offense is that. There's a whole box of offense efficiency and offensive production and where you rank. USC's offense is going to look really, really good. You start to think about those other teams that they're going to be around. You know, Oklahoma State as a whole, offense, defense, like, I don't know, they just find out, figure out ways to win football games. You know, it's like hunting rattlesnakes. You don't ask how it happened. They just go out there and they get it done. That's how Mike Gundy teaches you. Kansas State. Offense is pretty good. Defense is all right. But compared to the other teams that are there, it's not an outlier. I think USC is probably too high just on, on the surface. Your best win is Arizona. Your second best win is Colorado. And that Colorado win was close. Mm-hmm. Got quality losses. Well, it felt big because it was Colorado and there were a lot of eyeballs and primetime was on the sidelines and it, Joel Klatt and Gus called it. It was felt big. So it was a big win. All right, Florida State. Sorry, I'm uh, salty. Can y'all coming at four? Can we answer this question from Durs? <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, this <laughs> part, Durs. Instead of let's go you, over Georgia's quote week schedule. Let's do it. Can we go through it? No, because no, no. Said, would, instead of Georgia's week schedule, can we please discuss Florida well, State's? Well, we have to talk about them both then. Instead of, are we going to ignore Georgia's? where I would say just week one, for example, a win over LSU is going to rain slightly more than a win over UT Martin, Durs. Uh, so Florida State's schedule, I agree, it does not look as good, but why does Florida State get dinged for having a win over Clemson, who was one of the best powerhouses in college football for the last 15 years? Because if that was an SEC helmet on the side and it was a win over Bama, who's not as dominant as they were in years past. Like if LSU wins against Bama this week, oh my gosh, that'll be the biggest. They can win in overtime, same way Florida State did, and they'll treat that like it's the win of the century. And it won't ever lose its luster the same way that Florida State has lost its luster. And by the way, the game against Duke, Duke was a nine-win team last year, as well as being really good this year. So it's not a fluky win. And then the win over Wake Forest, Syracuse, like they've blown out their opponents just like Michigan has. Um, 
Don't was that a Dabo shout out with that Durs? That was like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I have two degrees. Durs. <laughs> I have I mean, two I, degrees. I, I will say, like, yeah, Florida State schedules better than Georgia's because Florida State has LSU. Now, three weeks from now, after Georgia's played Missouri, Ole Miss, and Tennessee, you can argue Georgia's played the tougher schedule because you look at Florida State's resume, obviously the Clemson game doesn't jack it up as much as you would like as far as the quality of the schedule because Clemson is down. Hey, Duke listen, is, there are a couple fumbles away from 8-0. That's right? true. That's what I was told. Which I would – why not – so then why not – I would I would feel much better – if Florida State was ahead of Georgia, and then when Georgia went through their gauntlet, you leapfrogged them. I would have no problem with that. We're just giving them the benefit of the doubt. Which yeah, but hey. I think they've earned it. Yeah, I, I agree. Also think, They're the one school I think that is. But Michigan, and I also think honestly, they're a more complete team than Florida State is. Like Florida State's got a great offense. I still do not trust that defense. Oh, you've been hating throw. on Florida State all season long. That's we're, why we're I, well I, I like to troll you and butt a little. Bit. <laughs> yeah, saying, I know you in, do. in all honesty, though, like you have to agree that defense gives up a lot of big plays, and at some point, it's going to run into an offense like LSU. It did in the first game where LSU wasn't really firing, but when it They've runs into getting a good offense. Better. Yeah, they've been getting but, better. They had the pick six against Duke. That wasn't on them. They held them to thirteen. They've been doing better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's, I I think they're. I think Florida State schedules better now. I think they have been playing very well against it, though, and that's something that I've always said. It's not who you play; it's how you play. I do wonder. I mean, you know, I've really tried to commit myself to the process of this because. I do think that they actually go through a process. Like they tell us that the way they start that very first one is everybody fills out their own one through 25. They submit them, they compile a consensus, and then they start going in groups. We're going to take these three, four, five teams, vote, 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 get it set. Next one's vote, 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 vote. So I understand how it really isn't um, as like, it cannot be any kind of conspiracy because there's just too much you know, bureaucracy and, you know, human element to it. People aren't that smart. They're not that coordinated. But I do think collectively, they were looking around the room and they're like, y'all, we're, uh, we can't leave Georgia and Michigan out, right? I mean, we can't, we, we can't do that, right? We can't, we can't go back to our schools. You know, we can't, we can't send Boo out there. You know how many friends Boo has in college athletics? I mean, Boo's a great guy to hang out with. I mean, everyone, no, nobody wants to send Boo out on Halloween into the spooky scenario of having to defend why Georgia and Michigan aren't going to be in the top four. So spoken or unspoken, if I'm going to dabble in CFP and on, I would say it is with the idea that Georgia and Michigan, Georgia getting the benefit of the doubt, maybe Michigan too, two-time Big Ten champions, but that there was a little bit of something within the committee that says we might look foolish if we don't at least have them somewhere near the top four or in somewhere near number one. But you could easily do that at the end. You know, like when they deserve it. I like my reply to Xander, by the way. I couldn't <laughs> let that I couldn't let that message go through the chat board without a reply. Xander. Um, yeah, Xander. Uh, somebody asked what happens there for us when they go undefeated. Uh, congrats on the New Year's Six. Yeah, right? I mean, Cotton Bowl would love to have you. Great. Yeah. yeah, and good for them. Uh, the Ohio State thing, do you guys think it's setting up? That was, uh, We were doing uh, HQ before. They said, who's the big winner? I said, Ohio State. Obviously, you're checking in at one. 
but it feels like it's setting up potentially for them to backdoor their way in the playoff if they lose in a tight game in Ann Arbor. Like, how far do you drop? You know, and that drop may only be two or three spots to where they're getting in again. That's why I do think they have a huge, uh, they were the big winner. So that that's an interesting angle to look at because it's how long does Ohio State stay number one? Because if you look at their schedule, like right now they're up there because of their resume. This week they play Rutgers. Now Rutgers is six and two, six and two but it's still Rutgers. So I don't know. Like, And then they play Michigan State, which is very much a bad team. And then they play Minnesota, which is not a team that is going to, in the eyes of the committee, I don't think even at that point of the year, is going to boost their resume. So I think Ohio State's probably not going to stay at number one for very long because I think once Georgia, you know, keeps start. Like if Georgia beats Mizzou this week, I would bet Georgia moves to number one. So it'll be interesting to see how they treat Ohio State going forward. But you are, you've got something there, a point to consider in that it does kind of help the Big Ten as far as its efforts to get two teams in. Because if Michigan beats Penn State and they get that resume win and they both go into that game at the end of the year undefeated, the loser of that game is going to be in a very good spot. Yeah, they're both going to the playoff. Again. Yeah. Because the Big Ten is the best conference in the country. Connor Stallions could have called it months ago from the Central Michigan sideline, allegedly. Do you think so? I know I everybody's really confident that. that's him, by the way. It looks just like a white guy in a hat and sunglasses to me. That's not real, right? I mean, that's a joke, right? That's a Halloween <laughs> joke. They're not serious. Did somebody released a statement from Central Michigan? Yeah, the Central athletic director. investigating it. Come yeah. on. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing? Although if he does, I mean, the balls on that guy, if he did show up in Central <laughs> Michigan gear would be unbelievable. That I hope is so bad. It's true. That is like, if it, if that is him and that happened, that is just an example of just whatever you do, do it with confidence and nobody will question you. He put right. on the outfit and just walked onto the sideline and they assumed, oh, he's got to be a member of the coaching staff. Are you guys too young to remember the great imposter? You yes. just remember that guy? So he used to go to different sporting events and he would dress up like a ref. Or like the twelfth guy on the bench, he warmed up in the NBA Finals, went through the layup line, and it's like this little white dude, and he's doing layups with a team, and he goes through them for like five minutes. Then he like ref the Super Bowl, and he wrote up to the officials' meetings, he's like, "What's up, guys? How we doing?" Like you talk about owning it. Oh yeah, he was legendary. It was like in the eighties, like seventies, eighties. The guy was a legend. I remember Morgan like and the Bandits. I don't remember the great imposter. <laughs> you got to think there's a 30. Sorry, sidetracked. With, with enough confidence at some of these sporting events, you can get places. Mm-hmm. You know? Apparently, you can get right into the Rose Bowl. <laughs> like, I. I <laughs> Oh yeah, that's true. Dan, he can't, we can't have two episodes in a row <laughs> oh, <that's right. laughs> of larceny references. <laughs> yes, that is true. Um, Chad Dog says, "Well, Danny, if you're going to give FSU credit for beating uh, that Clemson, what what Clemson used to be? Well, you can't dismiss Georgia as the two-time champs. I have I have Georgia's number one in mine. Like it, it, I do. Way- I think I think if until you you know you don't." To beat the man, to be the man, you got to beat the man. So I'm not, I'm not holding against them. Yeah. I'd have no problem if they were one now. You, I just don't think you can go resume based. You just have to say like, hey, they've earned it, and just be honest about it. I'd rather the committee say that. Hey, they're two time back to back champ. Of course, they're not moving down. They you might. Know, 
They, they might be saying that right now. Boo Corrigan, of course, is on ESPN. They've got a conference call. There'll be, be some more explanations uh, coming out about this. I bet they don't contradict each other at any point. No, sure. not at all. So different. Would you want to be? Do the you think? Uh, Den- so I, the only thing I haven't, I, w- I was kind of curious to see because I, I would hope Reese Davis asked Gary Barda, or is it Boo Corgan? Who's it's the head? Boo. 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 Yeah, boo, boo. Uh, I would hope. Do you- so Dennis is all our own. Dennis Dodd is all in on the. Oh my goodness, Michigan's three. It must be because of the scandal. Do you think they'll acknowledge it? Like say, hey, yeah, we're paying attention to it. We held it against them. It's you know, like that's what I'm curious to know. You don't think he will say anything? No, Michigan's for three because of its schedule. That's all. Yeah, I agree. It's um, and I said I, I was on HQ earlier, and that was my argument. I said Michigan's not number one or number two. It has nothing to do with the scandal. There is a very sensible argument by the committee's own process. But again, I'll say that Florida State probably got screwed because they said, "Look, we cannot put Michigan at five. How about Washington? Is Washington really angry right now, sitting there at five? Or have you messed around and come too close to finding out, as the meme goes? I mean, I think I think Caleb DeBoer is fine with them being at number five because you could be like, well, look, at they don't they don't respect us. They don't believe in us. But I think they know, like, yeah, we've played a little too uh, crappy lately. Mm-hmm. I mean, you shouldn't be messing – you should not be playing the close games that you are if you're a top four team. And that's the thing that the teams in the top four currently have in common. Like – Ohio State had a close game with Notre Dame, but it was a road win. It had a close game with Penn State, but it was Penn State. Everybody else, they've been handling. Florida State, aside from the BC game, has been handling everybody. Michigan's handling everybody. Georgia messed around with South Carolina and Auburn for a bit, but they've been handling everybody. Washington's not, and that's really the difference. Got a uh, live real-time quote from uh, CFP Chair Boo Corrigan. Y'all want it on Michigan sign stealing? Yes. Um, It's an NCAA issue. That's not a college football playoff issue. Wow. What a Thank cop you. out. Gosh. More. More. That wasn't really part of the discussion. Hey, listen, when we when we spin this like college football 2.0 and just say the college football playoff could run the new world, college football playoff is not trying to have any association with NCAA, especially oh. NCAA enforcement. Like, no, that's... And y'all, y'all take that. That's not on us. We just want the best teams. We don't, we don't care about whether those glasses had a camera in them as you're standing on the sideline. My opinion of this college football playoff is well established on this show. I would take it a thousand times out of a thousand over the NCAA. Because, yeah, I won't go on the rant, but yeah. Any final words? Illinois should be ranked. It's a, in, it's an injustice that they are. No, I've got no. <laughs> we bring back the BCS. The uh, big winners, the big winners, I do think Kirby, Harbaugh, Norvell, and DeBoer. Like the undefeated teams who aren't one. You get that focus, you get that chip on the shoulder. Hey, these teams don't respect you. No one respects you. That's a good, that's going to be a powerful tool. Here's the one Crimson for Crimson Card Yu Gi Oh! is a nerd. Just want to say that. Here, here, here's a parting shot for uh, my fellow Chip, Chip Kelly. UCLA's overrated. Best, best win is Washington State. Second best win is Colorado. Third best win, Coastal Carolina. Quality loss ass Bruins <laughs> at Oregon State, at Utah. 
very good defense, of course. Very, I, defense. Would be very, very good defense. All right. We will be back on Wednesday. And oh my gosh, it's the last day of the month. What, what does that mean? Does that mean we're coming back with October superlatives? You're darn right. We're coming back with October superlatives plus big game breakdown and so much more. Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Come and hang out at youtube.com slash cover three. And you can follow him on Twitter at Tom Pennell. You can follow him at Danny Cannell. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Tighten it up in Toledo, boys. I need a drink. It is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to The Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.